Welcome back to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I am your host, Liz Fiddler, and today we are going to talk about something that I think, you know, you hear a lot of buzzwords around it, but I really am going to give you guys a little story and what I'm going to do about it also, because remember, that's that's the whole point of these Bloom and Grow episodes, like, okay, we don't get to just whine, we got to actually, we got to actually do something about it, because if you just whine without a plan or whine without, you know, at least some insight on, okay, what could you have done differently? And we're going to talk about hustle culture leads to burnout. So I am 33 years old, and by all means, I have definitely, I feel like, worked harder than most people. I think a lot of people can say that. You know, most most people, I think, at least my age, will say that they work harder than the average person. I genuinely believe that I have. I mean, I started babysitting for money at the age of nine. I took my CNA class to be a licensed or a certified nursing assistant. I was fifteen when I took the class at the tech school, but you couldn't get a light or you know get a certification until you were sixteen. So I took the class when I was fifteen. So that on my 16th birthday, I could take the test. And then I got a job at the local nursing home. I worked all through high school, all through college. I also would bartend in college. I would work, I'd waitress, I'd bartend, whatever. I'd work from 4 to 9 p.m. waitressing. And then I'd go to the nursing home and work from 10 p.m. till 6 in the morning, get home at 7 in the morning, take a nap or, you know, sleep for the day until two o'clock and then do it all over again. Um, I grew up on a farm, so I'd end up, you know, I had car seats in my car because my siblings were little. I was picking them up from daycare. I worked a lot. I was in nursing school and my classmates would be like, how do you work so much? I'm like, well, how do you pay your rent? What do you mean? How do I work so much? How do you not work? I don't, I don't get it. I feel like I did everything right. Um, my late husband and I, we really focused on building our safety net. When I decided to go back to grad school, we aggressively paid off all of the unsubsidized loans so that all I had left were subsidized loans that would be in deferment while I was in grad school. I mean, we made all the right choices. Financially, we listened to Dave Ramsey, which I can I can go on and on about that if you're familiar with him. But basically, it's, it's this debt-free plan of life. And I, you know, definitely it's a great way to get out of debt if you have a spending problem, but then he doesn't address like interest rates and stuff like that. So I I really don't listen to him much anymore, but it's, it's a good general plan and general principles to follow. And so, you know, it was like when my husband passed away, the only debt we had was our mortgage and, you know, I cash flowed grad school and we just lived off of one salary. And I don't know, we just, we made a lot of really smart decisions and it came from a lot of hard work. And I genuinely believed growing up and, you know, just through most of my life up until honestly, kind of last year, you know, just hard work pays off and you can just outwork everyone. And, you know, I might not be the most talented or the naturally gifted one, but I can outwork anyone. And that's what I prided myself on. And honestly, it, I got burnt out last year and I knew it would probably happen, but it was it was rough and I realized that if I want this flower farm to sustain, like what's the point? Because if success comes at this price where I have to work this much this often, I don't want it. I didn't go out to eat with a single friend that summer of 20 
22. I mean, I have unopened text messages from people asking me to even meet for lunch or meet for coffee or can I come over for coffee? I'm like, no, you cannot. We were living in the camper because we were building a new house. So we lived in a camper for seven months with a four-year-old and a one-year-old. We, Brent, my now fiance, my boyfriend, you know, and he was working out of town a ton. We didn't have the water hooked up in the shop. So we were washing dishes in a tote. I was giving children a bath in like this Tupperware tote. There were so many things piling up on top of it, but it also was this business that was, you know, where I'm at now. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to keep it afloat, but it it was like, I mean, I had unopened emails from people and Instagram messages that I just, I could not even remotely keep up. And I didn't even know how to ask for help of people saying, hey, I'd love to get a bouquet. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you and how many other people? And like, I'd get back to them a week later, like, okay, would you like one? And it, it just, I could not keep up with it. There was no way to even get anyone on board to help with that. I was able to get people to help with the flowers and help picking flowers, but it was like all of the other stuff were so behind. And so, yes, I have some extreme stories, but I think that most people could have some sort of a similar story where it's like, nope, I hit my breaking point and I decided enough is enough. And ultimately, I have looked at everything and realized that even though I had this dream of, oh, I can still be a nurse practitioner and grow this business, it has reached a point where excitedly, I I cannot do both anymore. If I want to continue to grow this business the way I am, including doing podcasts and teaching people about flowers and, you know, building this community. I can't keep going into the clinic three days a week. It's not going to work. Even though it's only three days a week, I can't unless I'm going to spend my weekends working, unless I'm going to spend all my free time and I'm just not willing to do it. I don't want that. And I've I've reached a point of success in the business where I I don't need to do that anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to set some boundaries and I'm I'm super, super excited about it. And I think ultimately my customers are going to be happy with all of it. So I really invested the last year in the infrastructure of my business from the standpoint of my bookkeeping, my website, my project management. I have the person that does my website. I literally log into this website called Nifty and I type in a task for him and I say, okay, add a STEM bar at this place. And I don't know if Ryan's listening to these podcast episodes, but if he is, he is amazing. Um, he's instrumental in helping me succeed. And I mean, I'll put the location and he'll just figure out the address and add it in there because he's just that good. And I, it took me a while to figure out what I needed, but I'm like, yep, that's what I need. I need someone to do that stuff. And I pay him, you know, X amount per month, but it's like these tasks that I have him doing would take an hour a day. And it's like, when I figure out that, cost and paying myself. And by the time I sit down, it's like, I don't have the time to do that. And yep, I need that. And so it's like exploring the ideas of whether it's a virtual assistant and that's not what he really is, but kind of, and just, you know, someone figuring out what tasks you like doing and then what is worth saving time to you. I used to think that, you know, okay, I'm going to delegate the social media and the newsletter. Well, I did that a couple of times and like, people noticed. They were like, well, this is weird. This doesn't sound like you. And I had a way smaller open rate because they could tell it was just this kind of corporate stuff put together. It's like, no, people open my newsletter because they know that it's me sending it. And we have that interaction. And I and I want that to come from me. I want to talk to my customers and that's the way I can reach them. And so I, I want to always send that. You know, I can't always be the one at every single STEM bar, at every single flower class, but it can be me that's 
that's communicating with my customers. I don't want to give that part away and I, I don't think I should have to. So what I decided to do this year with my business a little bit differently was I found ways to spread it out over 12 months. Essentially, instead of just selling flowers during the summer, I'm trying to pre-sell as much as I can. So like here in January, I have these nursing home sponsorships where businesses can sponsor you know, a, a nursing home activity department and they can have this event and, you know, these businesses pay for it. And I'm starting to get organized on that, but I collected the sponsorships in January, even though it doesn't happen till the summer. Then in February, I had Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day and March, I'm going to be doing punch cards and gift certificates and still selling some, some subscriptions in April, I'll do Easter flowers. And it doesn't mean that there's the exact same amount every single month, but it all averages out. And I just really try to spread out the work. And so that really has taken a lot of the load off rather than trying to sell the flowers during the summer. I mean, I might have 5,000 flowers this season, but 3,000 of them are already pre-sold between subscriptions, nursing homes. I'm starting to book out for private events, private picks, private build your own bouquet classes, and they'll be pre-booked here already this spring. Maybe they're not paid for yet. I won't make them pay for it until they come, obviously, but they're pre-sold even if they're not prepaid. So just really so that I don't spend the entire summer doing sales. And then I'm going to add on my website this year, you know, you can buy a bouquet at any point, but then you need to give us, it'll be ready in 24 hours and you'll get an email when your bouquet is ready. And if for whatever reason, we don't have enough flowers or something, but there will always be someone here, whether it's me or Lindsay or another employee, you know, there will be someone here to figure it out and get the bouquet, but just do it through the website. And as much as I love when people just pay on Venmo or pay cash, like that's great, but I cannot keep track of it. And so I'm, I'm going to set that boundary and like, nope, you've got to go on the website and buy it. I'm sorry. Like I can't. You can't just text me for a bouquet because otherwise I cannot keep track of it. And I'm really excited to have these systems in place because then I don't have customers that have to message me back and forth or wait for them. But I think that we've just all worn, you know, hustle and work like a badge of honor. And I look around and life is, I don't say life is short. I just say life is fragile and it can just be gone in an instant, you know, like with my husband. And I don't regret any of the time we had because it it doesn't pay. I've done, I've done a lot of therapy. We've talked about it a lot. It doesn't help to think like, oh, I wish we had done this differently because it, because I can't change it and it doesn't matter. And I don't know that it would have been any different if I tried to change it. And maybe we would have just ended up in a fight or maybe, maybe I never would have had the flower farm because we never would have had that extra time or that extra money or that extra whatever for me to be able to do it. And so it's just, it doesn't pay to look back, but yet I look at how I'm spending my time now and what I want to be doing and hustling is not it. I think also being very mindful of, you know, I have two kids and everyone says, oh, it goes so fast. Spend as much time with them as you can. And it's like, you know, there's all these, oh, well, I'm a better mom if I can work. And yep, that's, that's me. I fall in that category. But there's also, you know, I've read a lot of studies. I've read a lot of books. Again, I've been a nurse practitioner and doing well child checks. And, you know, I read a lot about children development and blah, blah, blah. And the number one thing that stay-at-home moms say that they wish they had is more time with their kids. It's because they don't get any quality time with their kids. They don't get to just spend time with their kids because they feel like they should constantly be cleaning or they feel like they should constantly be doing something. They don't ever just get to play. And so I have really done a lot of work to focus on my time management and just make sure that 
I'm not just busy. I'm productive. My entire day is a bunch of schedules. Um, it's a bunch of to-do lists, but it's mindful to-do lists. I'm going to put a link at the bottom of the blog page for this website of just some self-help books that I have read. I'm going to get Abby in on this conversation in a second, but at the bottom of this page, there's going to be a bunch of books that I have read that I promise I am not just trying to get you to click on the link and so that I get an affiliate money out of it or anything like that because it's like five cents I think I get if you buy it. Don't uh, don't think that that's why I'm recommending it. It's genuinely like these books have changed my life and have been instrumental to my success. One is how successful people spend their time and one is called Eat That Frog. And I just really think that those two books are huge when it comes to your time management. Without further ado, I've got Abby here and you know she pops in and out of some episodes, but Abby, just tell us about like all of your side jobs, all of your, I mean, maybe go back to like six months ago, what, what your life looked like there. Um, okay. So I've always been a multiple job kind of girl growing up. I learned early on that while I could babysit and was successful at it, I was much happier mowing lawns. So I would spend all summer mowing lawns all across my hometown and then also babysitting on the side until I could legally get a real deal state of Minnesota taxes you kind of job. So I've always worked a bunch of different jobs. And just the past six months to a year, um, at one point, and I'm still at this point, I'm working about four jobs right now. But radio DJ, wedding DJ, bar trivia host, dog bandana maker. I accidentally started a business during the pandemic making dog bandanas in my basement, which turned my entire basement into a giant sewing room. And you actually were kind of an influence. And when you announced that you were leaving nursing, I realized, wait a minute, she has the same mindset as I do, constantly going, go, go, go. I can do everything all at once. And I'm like, if Liz can take a step back, maybe I can too. So an opportunity came up and I actually switched gears. I'm no longer a radio DJ, which is sad, but also it was time for me to hang up the headphones, so to speak. And I actually now work for Stearns County and I'm very fresh into the job, but this opportunity, had I not been open to it, would have really impacted how what I'm hoping the next year of my life turns into because I've been so I need to do everything all the time. I I'm booking out for just hanging out with my family. Like I'm writing down family time in my planner, which is good, but I don't have kids. Like I'm booking out to hang out with like my parents. It's insane. And I just, I'm really hoping that taking this step back, being open to this opportunity of working outside of my preferred industry, it's going to allow me to be more present in my life. I feel like I'm always just waiting for my next appointment in my planner. And this is going to be a way for me to go, Hey, no, I, I can just work from eight to four 30 and then I can spend my free time letting it be free time. I saw this meme. I think it was on TikTok or something recently that it talked about, you know, boomers watching millennials job hop every two to three years, just, and they're just angry. They're just angry. And then it had millennials watching Gen Zers quit a job after two weeks because the vibe was off. And the millennials are just clapping like, wow, yeah, like we're cheering them on like, holy cow, I can't believe you did that. Whereas, you know, we'll stay at a job, we'll stick it out for two or three years. And again, and, I, and I'm not necessarily a job hopper and that's not what I'm trying to say that you should do, but 
I just think it's all very interesting. I think on the other spin of the coin, you know, we talk about hustle culture. We talk about our work ethic, our values, our, I hear this all the time and I'm, I'm not that old. I'm 33. It's not like I'm, you know, way older, but sometimes I feel like the generation 10 years younger than me is, is, is way younger than me. Um, you know, I listened to a lot of personal growth podcasts and one of them talked about like the work from home demand right now. Everyone wants straight out of college with no experience. They want to work from home. They want $80,000. They want five weeks of vacation a year, you know, and he's just like, be careful what you're asking for. Cause you're, you're doing kind of an entry level job. And again, and this is thought provoking. This is not necessarily my thought. This isn't necessarily, but just, I thought it was an interesting thing. And he's like, be careful what you wish for, because you're demanding 80,000 to do this exclusively from home. Da, 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 da. What's to stop someone in India for doing it for half as much? And then that's the job markets, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's, and like I said, and, and, and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, whatever, you know, companies hiring overseas or whatever, but if there keeps being this push for, you know, I want all these things in my employer or, you know, I don't want to say like, you got to earn it, but, but kind of. You kind of do. I, you I, do. I, I think you do need <laughs> um, to have that. I'm willing to work for it mindset. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I don't know. I I think we're in this really weird time of life. And like I said, I'm not, I mean, I think millennials, like we just sit back and clap because we're like, yeah, okay. Like, let let me know how that works out for you. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going (laughs) to, like, it's so hard for us to take a step back from work. But at the same time, I, I just, I don't know. I think hustle culture is out. I think people are just like, okay, that's, that's enough. I can only do so much. And I think we've all kind of hit this, hit this breaking point. I think, you know, nursing in general, teachers in general, they were like, okay, I'll stick it out during the pandemic because of, you know, I'm proud of my profession and it's a point now where everyone's kind of looking around. And I guess I'm not leaving healthier because I'm burned out and I'm, and I'm not fully leaving it. I'm still going to work virtually one day a week. Again, that's kind of that safety net, but I realized that I can't continue doing that if I want to do this. And this has turned into something I never planned on. And I just have to see where it goes. Like I told Brent, my fiance, I'm like, give me two years. If at the end of 2024, I'm working way too much and I'm, you know, like, then we'll stop. Then I guess Sunny Mary Meadow will be done if it's not sustainable. But I think I can do it. I think I can figure out a way to make it enjoyable, to delegate, to still have it be this small community where my customers get this wonderful experience. But I don't know. We're just going to have to see where it goes. And I feel like it's so focused. Like you're not trying to run seven different businesses. You're just focusing on Sunny Mary Meadow and your family. And I think there's something to be said for putting all of your eggs into that basket because you're not trying to like ping pong your brain. Yeah. You're doing different things like a podcast and your website and your pop-ups and subscriptions, but they all kind of fall under one umbrella. Yeah, exactly. They're all part of the business. And I, I mean, all of the side businesses that you've done, I mean, besides the dog bandanas, but I mean, hosting trivia, like that's a very radio DJ thing to do. Yeah. Um, starting up your own podcast now, small town tourist available on Apple and Spotify. (laughs) That's my radio DJ voice. Um, you know, doing the wedding DJing, like it's not like you're bouncing around. It's all very similar, but they were all different entities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what was killing me is trying to keep them all Mm -hmm. straight in Mm -hmm. their own paths without Mm -hmm. them crossing over too much. Mm -hmm. And it just, (laughs) it became a monster that was eating its own tail. Something's got to give. Yeah. 
I can't be everything to everyone. You gotta give. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess, you know, did we really accomplish anything in this other than like me kind of saying what I'm going to do about it, what my plan is? Maybe the whole point of this episode is just to kind of hold myself accountable. You know, this is a bloom and grow episode, so there's not, you know, a big blog post about it. I'm just curious what you guys have to say. I would love if you would take a screenshot of this episode number, post it to your social stories. Just know who's listening to it. You can email me at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. I just would love to hear what you have to say about it. And again, and I'm not, you know, don't take the whole like, you Gen Zers, be careful what you do or you're going to lose your job to overseas. Like, that's not what I'm trying to sound like. I just, I think we're at a really interesting time and I'm just going to focus on me and focus on my family and, you know, work hard. But I don't know. I think it it all ebbs and flows and, you know, you got to make sure your bills are paid. You got to make sure that you're you know, sometimes you need a second job if you want to support a lifestyle or maybe you adjust your lifestyle accordingly. Or I don't know. I think people are just kind of over the working hard is a badge of honor and you're more successful if you work hard. I think, I think those days are past. I think, like I said, the people that I look up to, I said this in my, my mastermind podcast, you know, I said that the people that I look up to are the people that like, I want to, I want to be like them in 15 years. And that, that includes people that I see people that have meaningful hobbies. I see people that spend time with their friends. I see people that their kids actually like hanging out with them. I see people that go on vacations with their friends, with their spouse, you know, and it's like, okay, they're doing something right. That's the life that I want. I just don't want my life to look like it did last summer. And I think that's important because we're in the same boat. We've gone through it and we know what we don't want. And I think that's the first step towards accomplishing what we do recovery <laughs> this is recovery <laughs> this is this is hustle culture anonymous uh, all right well everyone thanks for listening i hope that this episode was beneficial i'm gonna go back and listen to it and i hope i didn't go off on too many rants or tangents but i don't know that's the whole point of these bloom and grow episodes it really is just personal development in some ways and a lot of it is grief and a lot of it is insights but maybe it's taking my perspective of how fragile life is and you never know your husband might die tomorrow. I mean, I hate to be that negative person, but if all of a sudden your life changed in a way, is this the life that you would want to be living? I guess, you know, that's what I hope that these bloom and grow episodes do for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. Sunnymarymeadow.com.